Carmela. Welcome to Friday Happy Hour. Thank you. Thanks, Tyler. Good to be on the show. Well, it's great to have both of you here because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, great Friday happy hour today. Definitely cause for celebration. We are welcoming Carmela Guiol to the show to introduce herself and her new podcast on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, The Enchanted Island Podcast, which will be coming to you from Puerto Rico. Carmela, welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on here. Well, Carmela, uh, I think this would be just a great opportunity to learn about your background and maybe learn a little bit about Puerto Rico. We've been, you know, we Peter, we did a podcast, uh, the Dan Martin uh, Next Gen Waterfronts podcast did an interesting show about a shoreline redevelopment, actually yeah, an, an old did. air, I think it was an Air Force base yeah. or Army base yeah. that is being re uh, kind of repurposed is it martin's was it what was the name of that area i forget it was a really good show anyway yeah we did something down there and i and we just did field notes from playa del carmen we did which is uh, on the yucatan which is in the yucatan um i guess similarity being that it's uh, a spanish-speaking area well it's in the caribbean and it's in the caribbean i mean this is where the show this is what the show is going to be about i think and carmela um so yeah tell us about what you hope to do with the Enchanted Island podcast on on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Well, so I moved to Puerto Rico recently, about six months ago, and um, I'm a writer and, yeah, an ocean water enthusiast. And so when I started talking to Tyler about, you know, the possibility for this podcast, I just had so many ideas because I'm getting to know this island. It's like this new place where I live. And so there's, this is like the best way to get to know the island and the people here and the things that are going on here. And obviously it's a, you know, they don't like to think of themselves as a small island, but really you're never far from the coast here. Um, So there's just endless opportunity for exploration and interesting people and interesting issues and things like that. So I'm looking at it as a vehicle to to get to know my my new home and also um, through the context of its coastline and sharing that with our audience. And, you know, on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, Peter, we try to cover the entire American shoreline and we we oftentimes might overlook Puerto Rico, uh, Mm -hmm. American territory, Um, but. Uh, as we learned a couple years ago uh, with the uh, terrible hurricane, uh, was it Hurricane Maria, I believe, was the one that really yeah, slammed up. Yeah. yeah, they were right in the in the pathway that year. Yeah, uh, two cat fives. Two category fives. In, mm-hmm. in eight weeks. Really brought Puerto Rico to the fore of uh, the minds of Americans everywhere and kind of reminded us that, hey, when we're thinking about the American shoreline, we need to be thinking about Puerto Rico, too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, Carmela, I just think it's so fantastic that while you're exploring this new island and new shoreline that you can share it, share your observations with uh, our audience. Now, you're currently living in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Tell us a little bit about San Juan. What's it like there? Yeah, it's um, it's this, you know, a capital city. A Caribbean capital city, um, and I actually used to live in another 
Caribbean city in Colombia, um, which was Cartagena. And it reminds me a lot of San Juan because you have the old town, which is on the water, and it's the colonial um, Spanish, you know, fortress um, part of the town. And both cities have that. And um, and that's like the, the historical area. And then you obviously have, um, if you keep moving along the shore, you have the high rises and the big um, apartment buildings and hotels on the beach. And then if you keep going down like, some more, you get to my neighborhood, which is kind of like the artsy part of the coastline here in San Juan. And so I'm really lucky that I got to live two blocks from the beach and wow. in a really cool neighborhood that's like full of artists and activists. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my experience of San Juan, but you know, it obviously is a lot larger than, you know, that coastline. Um, but like I said, you're never far from the coast here and I'm from Miami originally. So I, I like that San Juan is quite small compared to Miami, even though like traffic is insane here. <laughs> but um, but overall, like there's a lot of amazing culture and things happening around town all the time. So you definitely don't get bored. Okay, well, I've just got to ask Puerto Rico Island. I, I guess is there a national identity in Puerto Rico? It's not. It's obviously it's not a state in the United States. It's a territory. Do Puerto Ricans have a Puerto Rican identity? And is is it an island identity? Absolutely. Um, Puerto Ricans call themselves well. The island um, used to go by the name of Boriquen, and there were like the Taino people that lived throughout the Caribbean islands and those were like the indigenous people here and that's where the name Boricen came from but the Puerto Rican identity Puerto Ricans call themselves Boricua huh. and so um, they tend to to go by that sort of nickname and they're they're quick to tell you that they're American but they are um, yeah of course they have such a strong um, identity here on the island and yeah, the ocean has a lot to do with it. Um, but like a lot of these Caribbean islands, this, you know, there was Spanish influence and Africans and slavery and, you know, colonization and all of those things have come together here to, um, to make the culture that they have. And then um, with, with the American sort of occupation of Puerto Rico for a long time, that adds another dimension to their to their uh, identity and um, sometimes it can be everybody has a different relationship with the mainland and some are really proud to be connected to it and some find it problematic no question about it and Carmela what I'm really excited about about the Enchanted Island podcast that you're going to host starting next February I think is going to be the kickoff show so yeah we are really really just thrilled to have you as a host on the American Shoreline Podcast Network uh, because as Tyler said this is an important part not just of the American Shoreline but of of coastal um, issues really uh, that are relevant worldwide the entire Caribbean basin well beyond Puerto Rico itself of course we have the U.S. Virgin Islands there we have a national park there 
at the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, National mm-hmm. Park. Um, but it, it, I, I hope that in the in in bringing our listeners uh, a firsthand account of what's happening on coastal issues in the Caribbean, um, that you're going to venture far and wide across the Caribbean basin and even tell us something about what was Cartagena was like when you were in Colombia. I mean, I, yeah, uh, because you have a, you have a deep experience in the Caribbean, don't you? Definitely. Um, being from Miami, Miami is a very Caribbean city. Um, and people there are from all over the Caribbean, from Jamaica, um, from Puerto Rico, from Colombia. My family is from Cuba. So we already have that Caribbean identity, very strong connection. And an island, you know, kind of an island, island identity. Absolutely. And, and the, the um, yeah, so I always kind of joke that moving to Puerto Rico is like one step closer to moving to Cuba, <laughs> um, <laughs> back to the homeland. Uh, because, you know, in Miami, like my family has just been desperately waiting to return to Cuba for decades. So um, it's, it is a that big would part be, of our identity. Is that but, something um, that you think, are you guys, is there a likelihood of that in the near future or what's the, what's your family's take on that? Um, it was more like an idealistic uh, narrative that they always had because they were kind of like wrenched from their home, um, you know, unwittingly and without wanting that. So I think it's the difference between you know, um, being an immigrant and being like exiled or so I think, um, well, they, they never wanted to leave Cuba. Um, while other people maybe coming to America were leaving something terrible behind. Um, the narrative is always that like, everything's better in Cuba, (laughs) obviously not after Castro came into power and took all of their earthly possessions and, you know, rendered them all like broke. (laughs) Um, so, uh, but it's funny, we make jokes about it all the time because old people in Miami will say like, in Cuba, the water is wetter. In, in Cuba, you never get sick. You never die. In Cuba, nobody dies. So um, there's just always this narrative that like everything's better in Cuba. But um, my mother hasn't returned since 1961. And I've desperately been trying to get her to go there with me. And it's very complicated and emotionally uh, heavy for her. So um, so some of my family members have returned, but not at all to, to stay, no, never. Um, and some Cubans are trying to regain their properties and are trying to fight the communist government there to get back what was theirs. Um, but I don't know how successful they're being in that venture. And that isn't something that my family has tried to do. So I don't see us ever, you know, going back, like, you know, returning to Cuba in the way that we were like, uh, you know, generations ago. It sounds like it's a almost kind of like a, a mythic kind yes. of endeavor. But Shangri-La. But I'll tell you, I, I want to talk about something that is not mythic and is definitely um, a part of your background as well, which is that you've got some salt in your veins. Um, I, <laughs> I know that you are uh, a, a pretty darn experienced sailor and have spent quite a bit of time at sea uh, in the Caribbean and uh, maybe even elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Tell our audience a little bit about your experience on the waves. 
Yeah, um, my father uh, was a sailboat captain, and so he, you know, sailing is what saved him. Like he, he um, grew up in in Belgium, and sailing was his ticket out of like dreary Belgium. And so he started sailing first to Africa, like around the Mediterranean, then to Africa, then across to Latin America and North America. Um, so my, my father's a very experienced um, blue water sailor who even trained um, for some of the big like round the world races, although he didn't really like racing. But, um, but he, yeah, so he was a sailboat captain for um, private yachts and he only ever worked for like two families in his whole career. And so we really got to experience these, you know, these boats in a different way. It wasn't like chartering for different people every week or whatever. It was just two families throughout a long career that he had. So um, I was able to spend a lot of time on boats with my dad. And I had the interesting experience of being like home based in Miami, but then always being able to sail with him to Newport, Rhode Island, or sail around the Mediterranean, go through the Corinthian Canal, or go to St. Martin, be around the Caribbean. Um, So he spent a lot of time in Brazil, because that's where one of the families was from. And that is, in fact, where he met my future husband, who grew up on a sailboat. So my husband's German, and he spent his entire childhood living on a sailboat with his parents <laughs> and traveling all across um, Europe and across the Atlantic to Latin America. And uh, they took their time <laughs> going around the world. And um, and they made it, his parents made it all the way around. But my, my husband, you know, abandoned ship when he was 16 or 17. <laughs> um, he says that his quota of time with his parents was you know reached its limit tight so, quarters yeah <laughs> so, that. Um, well yeah so we both have that in our in our history man i'm already thrilled about this show and uh carmela i'm so glad you're going to be doing a show on american shoreline podcast network because that background and that experience uh the perspective that you can bring having been a world traveler uh seeing the coastlines all over the world um, sounds incredible. So when you're thinking about your show, um, Mm -hmm. what topics are of interest to you as the host of the show? What do you think you're gonna be focusing on? um, Or do you know yet? Have you gotten to, have you gotten it in your head yet what what you really wanna try to do with the show? I, yeah, I don't have to look far to get ideas because if I go two blocks from my house to the beach, I see signs everywhere about the turtles and the and the turtles laying their shells. I mean, I'm sorry, the turtles laying their laying their eggs. And there's like you know a lot of like groups that are protecting the turtles, like right there. Um, there's um, surfing classes and kite surfing classes happening like right next to my house. There's um, the the San Juan Estuary um, is right by my house, and there's a lot of um, ecologists and that work to maintain and to monitor the health of our bay and our mangroves and our estuary right here, right by my house. So there's such a convergence of things happening just within blocks of my house. And so, but, and then I also know like a lot of activists that um, are working to protect conserved conservation land along the shoreline that is being 
you know, put up for grabs to develop by, by developers. So there's a lot of activism happening. There's a lot of industry on the coast, including tourism and bioluminescent bays, ecotourism. Um, then there's the artists who are inspired by this um, this shoreline, like my friend who works mainly on um, issues of plastic in the ocean and does some really beautiful work around that. So there's there's music, there's food, um, seafood is, is a huge part of the culture here. Um, there's also other islands just right off the coast of this island. So um, there's Vieques, which is yeah. a very important part of American history because it's been a military base and like a bombing test site for many, many years. Yep. And um, half of that island is uninhabitable because of the bombs that still remain. Yeah. And then the condition of the reefs, and I've heard a lot about Vieques and would love to learn more about it yeah. uh, because of it, because it was used as a military bombing range for the U.S. Navy. Uh, not a lot of people went, which means the condition of the reefs near there, near Vieques, are actually pretty good. And mm -hmm. uh, I had the I had the thrill of spending a couple of weeks on Culebra as well. Oh, which great! Is, uh, really, I'm, cool, I'm which going there tomorrow. Are you really? What a cool! That <laughs> yeah, is such a great I, island and great. Snorkeling. Cheers to that! There's a Friday uh, happy hour moment. Yeah, Culebra, yeah. man! What a oh man, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, and that loved it's like it. so close. You know, everything's just so close. So. It, and then there's all there's also Isla de la Mona, um, that is um, it's on the other side of of Puerto Rico, and um, that's like I think uh, at least uh, an island that doesn't get visited as much because I think it's a little harder to get there. So um, I'm interested in exploring that too. And um, yeah, there's you know we're wow. scuba divers. We're we're my husband's a kite surfer, so we're always trying to get to different beaches and stuff and talk to people. So, yeah, the, I, awesome. ideas are endless. <laughs> well, let me ask, Carmela, what are the odds that we're going to hear a show from Cuba in the course of your... <sighs> what are the chances of that? I would love to hear a show from Cuba. Yeah, I would too. My, my, it, my only um, stipulation with going to Cuba is like, you know, Cuba to me doesn't feel like going to Jamaica or going to Colombia because it's, I have such an emotional connection to that place that I, to me, it's like not like a lighthearted, like, yeah. oh, like spring break trip. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a so casual I visit. Really, no, it feels, you know, like I really want to be intentional when I go and I really want to go with my mom. <laughs> so if you can convince my mom to go. <laughs> I think we should work on that. I think that would be a fantastic show to to maybe do a series from Cuba with I've your family's history forever. and the yeah. golly. Yeah. I'm well, totally open to it. The other thing, Carmela, I want to just point out, this might be an obvious statement uh, out there for our audience, but I, I'm going to say it. Uh, you know, you're from Miami, you're in Puerto Rico. Carmela speaks Spanish, which is absolutely essential okay. here. And in, in it being able to connect with... Uh, not only the the people in Puerto Rico who speak English, but the native tongue there is Espanol. And Carmela, you're also a, a writer. You're a storyteller. 
Um, it's this is one of the things, Peter, that we've been really trying to yeah. add to our portfolio on ASPN. We're trying to tell the story of the American shoreline, and and we've been doing that with uh, by getting uh, te- policy leaders, thought leaders, the coastal managers, people who are serious professionals that can offer their perspectives and their insights to our right. audience. But with Carmela and with the Enchanted Island podcast and with Andrew Belknap, who will be coming on board out on the West Coast, and Erica Sears up in uh, uh, Oregon on our big tourism podcast, with these new shows we're bringing on, we're going to be adding a new type of storytelling to yeah. our repertoire and mm-hmm. uh carmela you're you're a writer i, I want to ask you like what what stories have are, are captivating you in puerto rico right now um the 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 amount of like culture and you know if for being a small island that's actually lost a lot of its inhabitants after the hurricane there's surprisingly vibrant culture here um there's a lot of activism that people are very engaged so it's um those are the stories that i am really interested in Uh, you know i just went to a a meeting the other day where there was food and drinks and coquito which is like a coconut rum thing that they do and then they for christmas they turned all of the christmas songs into protest songs (laughs) and they're like banging their pots and spoons and stuff and like it was a history lesson for me because they're talking about all these things that have happened and, and all these people that I don't even know, uh, you know, so I'm learning. Um, so that's like, like the community that I got dropped into here is just so rich and everybody's a musician and a visual artist. And so, um, wow. those are the stories that I'm really excited mm. about. I'll tell you, I am too. I think that Tyler's been working on developing new shows for 2020 on ASPN all year. And uh, there is an, a really amazing slate of shows coming down the road, which we will save for a podcast for next week. But, um, man, this is going to be a great new perspective to have. Uh, yeah, Tyler, you're right. I mean, we, we talk to a lot of scientists. We like to talk to government people. We talk to policymakers. And um, this perspective, Carmela, that I think you're going to bring um, the art, activists the recreational community mm-hmm. um you know the status of the shoreline and how we interact with it as human beings you know outside the legal i mean it's not like the legal stuff isn't yeah. relevant it's just yeah. that it this is a more human and more intimate and more you know potentially just just a very different perspective and i think would is really going to help aspn uh, really tell the story. I think as Tyler, you're saying we're trying to tell the story of the American shoreline, and you've got to tell it from a lot of different viewpoints to to, to capture what's really going on. Absolutely, and you know, like the it's an interesting perspective, like with climate change and stuff here. And just yesterday, I was asking somebody like, "Where do you live?" And she's like, "I live where the beach is starting to like." encroach onto the road (laughs) and like the and i'm like oh that's the part of the beach that you live on (laughs) where you know it used to be um that there's a wall between the road and and the ocean but now that wall is sort of becoming useless so you know and um and people live in flood zones here and and that's becomes you know a big issue and 
So there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of a whole world of human stories, human stories. A whole world of stories to tell in Puerto Rico, Carmela, and we are uh, thrilled to have your voice coming on the network early 2020 on the Enchanted Island podcast, available only on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. That's right. Exclusively on the American Shoreline (laughs) Podcast Network, where we uh, do our darndest to tell the full spectrum, the full spectrum of the story of the American Shoreline. And uh, the, the... one of, you know, we've got the Hawaiian Islands. I guess, you know, when I think about it, the United States actually has a, a fair number of, of island territories. We do, um, indeed. Uh, but Puerto Rico certainly deserves uh, our attention. And Carmela, it's great to have you on board. Now, we have a little tradition on Friday Happy Hour where we do concluders uh, heading into the weekend. And I'm going to start with you, Peter. So, Carmela, you can think of your concluder, a little a little one-liner uh, or whatever, whatever's on your mind. Peter, do you have a, a concluder for the weekend, something to send our audience into the weekend with? Well, uh, you know, I think what I would say, we're coming, of course, it's hard not to be reflective a little bit. We're coming to the end of ni- uh, 2019 here and about to flip the calendar to a new year. And... Uh, I, I think uh, what I would say is, is to the audience out there is thanks to everybody who's the tens of thousands of people who've joined us on the American Shoreline Podcast Network and on Coastal News Today. Um, and looking into next year, I'm really excited about what we're going to be doing next year. And, uh, and uh, I hope everybody uh, stay, you know, joins us on this journey and joins Carmela our newest host and the other new hosts and new shows that we're going to have in 2020. So I'm pretty jazzed. And Carmela, I just want to thank you for, for agreeing to do a show and really uh, diving into something new and uh, being willing to learn the ropes and the the perspective that you're going to bring to the network and the stories you're going to tell us. I'm just really jazzed about it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity. Appreciate it. Can't wait to have your show on the network. Now, Carmela, what what would you like to send our audience into the weekend with? Well, one thing that I'm always talking about and thinking about is um, digital health. <laughs> and um, so my, you know, my little, I'd like to leave uh, listeners with this for the weekend, which is just like, have fun, like go enjoy yourself and maybe like turn off your phone for a day or a couple of hours or just leave it home when you go do something fun with your family. Um, I'm always looking for ways to detach from my devices and so that's what I wanted to leave listeners with. I think that's a great piece of advice. I love that. Well, all I've got to say is uh, wishing everyone a happy, healthy weekend. Uh, We will be back next week with more content on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Be sure to go to coastalnewstoday.com to learn all about what's going on in the American shoreline uh, and beyond. Frankly, we we cover the world's uh, shorelines nowadays and and ocean and science news. Uh, Don't miss it. Uh, And otherwise, I would say cheers, Carmela, to you. Welcome aboard ASPN and have a great weekend, everybody. Mm